Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery and I'm excited to have Alex Boyle, so the co-founder of Fuse, uh, which uh, builds customer engagement software that helps local businesses strengthen the connection with the communities they serve. Uh, Fuse has raised $4.5 million backed by uh, VC firms like Flash Ventures, Global Founders Capital, Accession. Uh, and prior to Fuse, uh, Alex used to work in investment banking with Mahindra Assistant, Green Tech Capital, and uh, Morgan Stanley and others. And Alex has done his bachelor's in Columbia and MBA from Chicago Booth. Uh, welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Nice to be on. Awesome. Uh, so, Alex, you, you've had a, had a, a very interesting journey. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, you're born in the U.S. and then, you know, you worked in uh, India and, and, you know, U.K. as well. How, how did your journey start in, in this crazy world of startups and what got you interested into startups? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think, I mean, I think if we, we, we go all the way back, uh, you know, fundamentally, I think what, what drives me to startups is kind of what drives me you know, uh, in terms of curiosity in life, um, I'm kind of drawn to ambiguity and, uh, and, and change. Um, and fundamentally, I think that that startups deliver on that every single day. Um, I mean, as kind of a quick background on me, I grew up in the US, uh, you know, did do my university well, between Columbia and then uh, I spent a year over in the UK as well over at Oxford. And I think the big thing that I focused on in education was just, you know, in and around learning how, you know, essentially tech can can and will inform life in emerging markets. Um, it was a real fit, big focus of mine. I looked at life predominantly from the clean tech side of things, but fundamentally what, what kind of drove me and, and what interested me was how we can help, you know, uh, you know just pr- provide step change for people, communities, and economies uh, to not make the mistakes of, of the past, uh, you know, be that in, in, in development on the energy side or otherwise. Um, so anyways, the, in terms of how that brings me to, to startups, uh, I moved to India for a couple of years, realized how little I knew about the world, uh, was humbled very quickly about, you know, just all of the preconceptions I had uh, on everything. And I said, I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, remain in that, that, that kind of interesting, you know, zone of, 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 you know, focus and, and uncertainty for the rest of time. Um, I hopped in uh, to a couple of banks, which we can talk about in a little bit, but uh, fundamentally I kind of used professional services as a conduit to learn how to act as a professional, to have the basic skill set of thinking about business and thinking about how to kind of convey a message and use that ultimately to get back into to starting my own business, um, which you've just kind of uh, alluded to, uh, Fusey, uh, alongside my co-founder, Henrik, to really kind of bring uh, change to to other kind of, you know, uh, overlooked communities like those of local business owners. So uh, it's been a journey, but, but one that I've really enjoyed and really happy to, uh, you know, really happy to uh, continue to build. Interesting. And, you know, uh, was it a conscious decision for you to move to India uh, or, you know, that's what led you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very conscious decision. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote my thesis back in school and this is now uh, more than a decade ago, which is wild. Uh, um, anyways, I, I wrote it on, on the development of renewable energy policy in Brazil, India and China. And through that experience, I, I got to kind of interview uh, policymakers and business leaders on that very topic. Um, and I think it was through those, those interviews that I really got inspired by what was going on in, you know, um, in, in, in the world outside of uh, the West. Um, 
so fundamentally, I, I, I started, you know, speaking to these people really got interested and in, in keen on, on exploring other things. And I had two opportunities to either, you know, work at a bank in, uh, in, in uh, North America or Europe or, or consultancy in, 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 uh, in New York. And I ultimately, you know, jumped, uh, jumped over to, uh, to Mumbai and, uh, and worked for the manager group there, uh, which offered me an opportunity to kind of, you know, see, see this in practice. Um, I mean, Mahindra and Mahindra is a thirty billion plus uh, dollar organization. It's it employs more than hundred million. Uh, sorry, sorry, more than hundred thousand people. Um, so it's it's a it's a behemoth in and of itself. But it it's you know um, its chairman at the time, Anna Mahindra, had a very entrepreneurial kind of spirit to him, and and had you know a bunch of kind of small incubated businesses. Um, so I had an opportunity to kind of work on some of those businesses for a couple of years living and working in, uh, in, in, in Mumbai. And I mean, that in and of itself was a, was an eye opener. Uh, and really, I think a transformative experience. One that I think, you know, getting back to startups a little bit was, was a, you know, kind of a powerful enabler because it really forced me to learn and unlearn. Right. Um, you know, really fundamentally question some of the preconceived notions I had coming into business, into life, into how to manage, how to inspire, how to, you know, do daily day-to-day things, all of it. Um, and I think uh, in for anybody that's good, but particularly I think somebody who grows up in the U.S. and you know, frankly, has has, has never had to 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 think about a lot of uh, a lot of things other than you know, kind of uh, the day to day. It was a really powerful and and, 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 and inspired experience. Oh, very interesting. I think I moved pretty pretty late in my in my career to to a new country. I wish I could have uh, done it as uh, soon as you did. But uh, but you know, how did your experience in investment banking you know help you in your operating uh, experience in startups? And do you think you know you, you know you see a lot of ambitious people working in consulting or investment banking jobs before they get into uh, you know, get into startups? And do you think uh, that is something you would advise to listeners who just starting to you know start with a career? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, look, um, uh, I think any professional services, uh, you know, uh, opportunity is, is, is a good one to kind of build basic skills, right? Uh, just as we kind of learn basic arithmetic and, and, uh, and, and, you know, reading and writing in school, I think of, of kind of, you know, a professional services job is doing basically the same for, for your working life, right? How do you think about, you know, getting into, you know, how do you, how do you think about, you know, developing and, and building a spreadsheet? How do you do the same for a slide? How do you tell a story of, of kind of, you know, uh, basically conveying a, a, a narrative around, you know, an initiative that, you, that you're keen on selling or, you know, a, 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 indeed a company um, that you're trying to, to kind of explain? These are fundamental experiences and, and, and skills that I think are generalizable. They've been helpful to, to you know, uh, to me and, and also, so my co-founder Henrik is also, also had experience both at, at Morgan Stanley and Bain. And that's, you know, between the two of us, we've got great experience in terms of kind of conveying the message that we're trying to sell and, and, and fundamentally thinking about how to position an equity story and, and talk about a company in the ways and the terms that investors are looking for. So, I mean, I think very broadly, these experiences teach you those kind of base skill sets. And then as you think about, you know, kind of morphing into an entrepreneurial career, that's when this kind of uh, levels up, kind of one step up, uh, where you can really kind of see those outputs and those, those, uh, those benefits too. What were a couple of years of really late nights and <laughs> sheer intensity. So, uh, so I'm very grateful for for my time at Morgan Stanley and uh, and 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 at Green Tech Cap. Um, but uh, but equally very very happy and 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 uh, and, and a bit more inspired um, through my uh, my current thing now. So interesting, and uh, you know that, that comes to my my next question about Fuse. You know what uh, you've been you know an operator in few few uh, few uh, startups as a consulting age. You know. 
what really led you to start for say uh, you know in 2020 yeah so 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 fusey is 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 kind of a personal story for me um <clears throat> i think going all the way back i had met henrik um you know when when this kind of idea was being kicked around um alongside um you know uh, basically alongside our, our thinking about raising pre-seed capital for for the business and essentially you know there was a couple different themes that that were of interest but fundamentally i think what drew me and and, and also us to to small medium-sized businesses are really just their their uh, incredible importance to their owners and their communities um on a personal level my mom has a small business in the us uh, she has a a skincare business that I've essentially grown up around. I mean, it's it's her kind of pride and joy. It's a big part of her life, and it should be because she does a great job at at, at you know really develop, delivering great services to a whole slew of clients in the, in the DC area. That said, what she does really well is is you know taking care of her clients and thinking about how how best to serve them and 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 you know del- basically deliver you know uh, world class skincare um, to 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 them. Right. Uh, that doesn't necessarily include. The ins and outs of customer communication, nor of how to you know be really methodical about booking and efficiency, how to think about payments, how to think about getting more people through reviews. So you know you know when we started kicking around some some ideas on on themes for for uh, for Fusey, you know, or, or what became Fusey, uh, I think one of the things that really you know inspired us was was thinking about how best to to fundamentally transform the way local businesses can succeed. Um, ultimately, if you think about the backdrop of the last you know couple of years. COVID has been brutal, brutal, brutal for local business, right? Well, you've had the Amazons, the the Microsofts, the, you know, great companies really succeed and and, and really benefit from from these tailwinds, right? By virtue of the push to work from home and and, and the drive for e-commerce, a lot of these small businesses have been left behind, right? So I think where we're we're kind of, we're really focused on at Fusey is helping provide kind of a baseline of support for for local business and, and to do that in the way that they really... I think need most help, which is ultimately getting people through the door, serving them well, and then capitalizing on that. So what we did is we ultimately developed a company that provides a platform to manage all customer communication. So through one inbox, you know, consolidate messaging payments, sorry, excuse me, a variety of messaging channels. So, so, so SMS, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, and, and a couple others. Uh, in addition, through, through messaging, we provide kind of three key superpowers. So the first is uh, is 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 booking so your ability to actually you know book a particular session at a particular time to make sure that everybody's aware of of kind of an incoming booking. As a little context here, my mom for years was reliant on one single you know uh, leather bound notebook. If that notebook was was left anywhere or or lost, that's the entire CRM right? Like that's everything, uh, and that's a very very dangerous you know, kind of game to play with respect to, to, to one's business. So, so we wanted to kind of move that, move away from that a little bit on payments. You know, we, we spoke to a ton of customers as we, as we were uh, getting, getting our, our, our uh, business set up and a, a recurring theme in that was, you know, there's really long payment times for, for a lot of, of say home trades, right? So if you're getting a kitchen redone, Oftentimes, you won't pay for that kitchen until well after you know uh, you know a significant portion of that of, of those works have been rendered. That that squeezes the local business, right? If we can figure out a way to get people paid faster, that helps you know that helps uh, the, the business and, and and their employees. The final thing is is reviews. So we really thought deeply about how people get you know uh, how people get um, more people in the door. And one of the very very recurring themes is you know actually I don't think about new business because other people will just tell tell you know uh, their friends 
That's great. There's nothing like word of mouth. But fundamentally, yeah. in this kind of environment, I don't know about you, but any single time I think about buying anything, if it's a sandwich, if it's a, a you know a, a, a piece of electronics or anything like that, I look for the store that I'm going to go to and I look for their reviews. Right? Can I trust them? Yeah. Is this something? Yeah. Are these you know are these things that, that that we can really rely on? And particularly, I think in in service based businesses, which is our particular focus, that's a really important thing. Right? If I'm going to have somebody come into my house and work on a high value thing, or, or just welcome somebody into to kind of the sacred place that is my home. I want to know who they are and and, and whether you know uh, whether Rohit is 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 comfortable with them and he had a good experience or or you know or, or if Alex did. So, anyways, long long winded way of kind of explaining uh, you know how we got to where we are today. But fundamentally, we kind of you know had this had this prerogative to to create a, a platform to solve a variety of issues, but fundamentally through the channel of communication. If you can provide individuals a better and easier way to connect with their local business, we fundamentally believe that they can better succeed. Super interesting. I love the, the story that you talked about your mother. I think that's a personal pain point that you uh, you wanted to solve. And, uh, yeah, and you know, that, that's why uh, you talk about the pain points that you use is, uh, they evolved over time to use technology, or they are they are they still focusing on uh, on the tried and tested methods? Yeah, I I, so I think sorry, I cut out a little bit, but I think the question was essentially uh, has um, has uh, our local businesses still kind of very focused on on solving these issues through through anything new or through uh, through uh, tried and tested? I, I'd say it's a mix. Uh, you know, fundamentally, I think a lot of businesses are still very reliant on the way that things they've always done things, and I get that. I mean, old habits die hard, and Lord knows uh, I'm, I'm no different than any of our other customers who 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 feel the same way. Um, but that said, I think that some of them have also tried kind of one-off solutions to a couple of these things, right? I think that as we think about Fusey, you know, a lot of the questions that we often get are, you know, are you trying to be all things to all people? Um, and fundamentally, our view is that, you know, we want to we want to be able to, 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 to deliver a slew of services because we think that that's the best answer for our customers. Because a lot of the, the, the kind of feedback and pushback that we've gotten in the past has been around, well... I developed a new payment, you know, I've onboarded a new payments tool and it's complicated, or I've onloaded, onboarded a new kind of bookings tool, or I'm thinking about reviews, but I'm not really sure how to best to do it. Or, you know, I have three different phones and I can't keep, keep track of them all. The entire perspective and prerogative of Fusey is really to bring everything in one place to keep that easy and simple, right? Fundamentally, if I'm asking for you to change your behavior, it's easier for me to do that in, in kind of like asking for one package versus asking you to do four or five different things on, on new tools. So that's a big part of the reason why we brought it all together. But to answer your question, I mean, I think it's a little bit of inertia, but also a little bit of, of, of new uh, new tools as well. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions, and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. Interesting. And, uh, you, you know, a uh, lot of companies have been born out of COVID and, you know, you, you accelerated during the through COVID time. But, uh, you know, uh, in, in a remote setup, uh, what what questions uh, would, you, would you ask your team so that you ensure that they're focused 
and uh, you know, they're able to deliver uh, onto the project. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, if I'm honest with you, one of the biggest and, and best kind of upside surprises of the Fusey journey has just been the incredible dedication and, and commitment of a team that has been indeed, you know, kind of distributed throughout the world. Um, I think about, you know, uh, our, our first kind of two engineers that that, that started working with us on the journey, um, Adrian and Brittany. Uh, Adrian, uh, you know, has been based in Panama for for the last two years. Brittany's based in Granada, and you know, both of them have have just kind of you know plugged away for for years and years, or what, what feels like years and years, actually just over a year, <laughs> on on creating this platform, uh, you know, from afar. And I think what's been great is. I, you know, for them, this is this is equally kind of a, a a journey that they are a part of because they are they are core to our business. They are a part of 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 the broader you know Fusey community, and fundamentally, I think that they believe in our mission, which is what brings people out of bed every single day. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in London or in in Panama or you know um, you know our our one of our first hires in our growth team, uh, Kian, is sits in Nairobi, and 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 same story there, right? Uh, fundamentally, he he you know he believes in what we're ultimately trying to deliver, which is the reason why he kind of gets up and 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 delivers the great work that he does. Um, so the questions that I ask are basically in and around that. I, I think high level, you know, if you're able to ensure that the team is aligned around kind of what it is that you're trying to to do. I, I worry less about kind of the actual execution. Of course, at scale, these these things differ. But today, I think the purpose at, at the kind of the pre-seed and now the seed stage is really to make sure, do we have a cohesive strategy around, you know, which people are aligned? We like to think we do. Um, and, and, and now, most importantly, do people care enough to really give it their 110%? And I think that's the that's the piece that we're particularly proud of so far. That seems to be you know paying dividends in terms of our productivity and our ability to succeed. Interesting. And uh, you know uh, when you started uh, start off the company, you know it's it's a smaller team. But um, how does the decision making evolve uh, when you when you scale when you're trying to scale a business and you already raised funding? Yeah, I mean, um, so so I mean, I I, I think decision making evolves over time as as you know, uh, it probably with with you know, both the scale of of, of kind of uh, the maturity of the business. So so through which which I suppose some proxy would be funding, but the other is is just kind of size of team. Um, what's what's extraordinary right now is that our team is small enough uh, that that we can kind of get every certainly everybody in one room, but but have a kind of collaborative Zoom all together. We just had one of our you know monthly all hands earlier today and. It struck me that the entire team was on, uh, and just kind of discussing the, the the you know kind of latest developments on our side around uh, a couple of great you know customer wins that we had, and you know we had the growth team you know uh, debating with with you know our product and engineering team on a couple of points, and it was just a special moment that reminded me of where we are in the journey, right? Which is small enough that 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 we can kind of have this this uh, very dynamic back and forth as a full team, but equally. Um, that, that we are off the ground enough that we have, you know, paid customers and a great platform and everything on which to do that. So it, it, we're in a fun kind of phase right now. But to answer your question in terms of how that might scale, I think, again, it kind of comes back to mission, right? Like fundamentally, if you've got a team that's aligned on, on everything in terms of what you're trying to deliver, I think it gets easier with respect to how you can really tell that story, um, you know, in terms of, you know, day-to-day, -day, you know, delivery. Um so, uh, you know, on, on a decision-making basis, we're very, very, very data-driven. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if we're spending one pound or 10 pounds or 100 pounds on an ad, we will look at every single metric in and around engagement, click-throughs, really understanding, like, you know, how what, what's working and, 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 and when. Um, and so it, uh, that's kind of a, a basic hygiene factor. 
But I think the next piece is just, again, kind of getting back to that kind of, you know, mission-driven piece, uh, you know, having, having, a, having a collaborative approach to decision-making, I think is a very, very big thing up front as well. Ultimately, I speak to customers every single day, as does the entire growth team, as do, you know, frankly, much of the engineering team as well, uh, you know, when there's, when there's uh, kind of troubleshooting. But fundamentally, that, that means that everybody else has, everybody has their own particular perspectives. Over time, this will change. We'll have, we'll have more kind of, you know, uh, deliberately more structure and, and, and come kind of a stronger process orientation. But right now, what I want to make sure that we do is, 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 you know, live by the data, you know, die by the data, but fundamentally also, you know, uh, bring everybody together to, uh, to, to get to a, uh, you know, a better outcome. Interesting. And, um, you know, uh, uh, when you're scaling a startup, uh, obviously you're going to make a few mistakes in there, but uh, how can how can leaders create environments uh, of safety for, for the team so that, you know, uh, they could be, uh, they could deliver uh, at, at the best uh, for, for the company they're working for? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, um, I think humility and vulnerability is everything, right? Um, I'm the first one to to remind the team, Every day, and, and Henrik does the same. We have a particular perspective and, and a belief in it, and, and kind of a, a, a you know a, a prerogative of where to go. But by no means are we the final arbiter on on whether that's you know the right way or the wrong way, right? Uh, Fundamentally, you know, at, at the end of the day, these these things have to be collaborative, and 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 people have to be able to share. Hey, look, Rohit, I'm not sure I, I really you know kind of believe in that in, in that approach, or Alex, you know what what kind of leads you to believe that. So, you know, I think having humility from the top is important. Uh, and then, you know, we're very, very big believers in kind of constant feedback, but, you know, the, the whole, you know, praise in public and constructive feedback in private approach, right? Where I want everybody to be able to kind of go out and express their ideas and, and, and constructively kind of debate them between each other. But at no point do I want that to kind of be, you know, develop any sort of elements of, of, of toxicity or, 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 or you know, um, negativity, right? So, so I think the key is, is, is developing that kind of trust amongst the team, trust in, in, in each other, in, you know, uh, in, in kind of leadership, but also themselves. Uh, and I think that that's the best way to, to, you know, kind of create that safety net that allows people to kind of stand up and speak up and say, you know what, what about this? Or what about that? Uh, and certainly I think, but, you know, our, we, we joke as a team a lot, you know, there's there's no shortage of people raising their hands and, and, and questioning the uh, the path. So uh, so I think we've done a good job in that respect. Interesting. And, uh, you know, how, how do you look at compensation and equity structure to, uh, to you know, uh, supercharge your, your team and make yeah. sure that, you know, they're really performing well? Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, I, I think in terms of uh, comp, it, it's 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 a great question, and 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 uh, I think we'll differ, of course, by the stage of your company, the 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 mission and approach, and kind of what you're trying to drive to, and uh, and ultimately, of course, like the the types of individuals, and 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 more importantly, the roles of the individuals uh, that, that they're going to play in. Um, I think the overarching kind of uh, punchline to, to, to our approach here is that everybody should be an owner in Fusey. Everybody that comes to work with us every single day is an owner, will, you know, will always be an owner. And that's just kind of a very, very important, uh, you know, maxim that we hold, you know, between Henrik and I about how we want to, you know, kind of run this business. Um, and the reason for that is fundamentally, if you're going to spend your time working with us on these topics, we want you to believe in them and 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 be you know be part of them and, and participate in the upside of them, and and at the same time, I think it really is a very powerful enabler to 
you know, to, to provide that, that additional kind of, you know, frankly, uh, monetary incentive for everybody to make this work. Uh, so that, that's a kind of a very, very big, uh, you know, kind of focus. At the pre-seed stage, you know, uh, you know, uh, special, you know, in, in terms of like, you know, uh, compensation structures and or, or commission structures, those were very, very ad hoc and, uh, and frankly, non-existent. Uh, and that's just because it was so early that the prerogative was not necessarily even to be, you know, selling this or that. It, it was oftentimes it was just, you know, let's just have a conversation and learn. Um, so, so as a result, it was much, much more kind of equity heavy than than anything else. I think as we scale, of course, those commissions will will come in, particularly on the growth side, um, and and you know we'll start kind of creating um, more structures that that kind of resemble you know growth stage companies. But again, I think most of our team remains very focused on kind of delivering on that equity on that equity side, which keeps everybody aligned, which is great. Um, I think the most important piece is just kind of creating as as you do create kind of targets and and, and uh, commission plans. You just do so that that you know in in ways that are fundamentally you know ambitious, but also you know accessible and attainable. Right. I think the key is is that if you come in and and, and you start working for a company and they say, we want you to ten x the growth. Uh, by next year and, and, uh, and, and, and good luck, go, you know, go for it and, and basically provide very little guidance on how to do that. That's not fair, right? It's not going to put you or me or, or, or the company first. And, and, and that's never, that's not going to benefit anybody. So instead what we want to do and, and what we've done a lot of is thinking pretty deeply about what are the targets that would really kind of, uh, provide a, a step change for our company, um, that also would feedback and 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 you know you know uh, provide you know kind of a sufficient incentive for our team, uh, and that's kind of what we'll be rolling out progressively over the coming uh, you know kind of weeks and months. Um, and also, and and look, already we've we've kind of seen an uptick there. I mean, we started talking about some of these schemes, and very quickly we started seeing a, a you know a lovely uptick on on kind of just the intensity of of growth. So I think again, in short, you know, if you've got the if you've got the the kind of you know mutual participation in, in on the equity side, and then you think deeply about how to create incentives that that empower and inspire, but not overwhelm, uh, then then I think the team is is probably you know well suited to be good to go. Got it. And uh, you know, when it comes to founders, you know, what advice would you give to them? Uh, since you've recently raised uh, a you know seed round from uh, a seed round from from great investors, you know, when when should they look at uh, raising funding uh, in in their journey? Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question. I mean, I think you know uh, the answer to that is 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 a personal one, right? Fundamentally, Henrik and I spoke uh, for 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 months with investors on kind of an ad hoc advisory basis when we weren't raising and, and weren't really intending to. Um, this round came together unexpectedly where we were approached by a couple of different firms with, you know, um, you know, essentially unsolicited offers uh, to, to, to lead our round, which led us to start thinking about, you know, okay, maybe, maybe this is indeed the time. Um, over the you know kind of months that that that, that kind of or the weeks that followed really um we got to know the the by founder team super well and and you know um eric and sarah and in that entire team were super supportive of of you know kind of our journey and, and what we're doing um you know they they really got to know our, our our you know our so what which was a big big thing for us right i think historically a lot of vcs will look at at lo anything local business related and get a little scared because it's not the typical you know 
classic enterprise B2B play. Uh, and, and there is a bit more kind of go-to-market complexity. But the fact that, uh, you know, um, you know that, that entire you know, firm was really behind what we were building was a real kind of, you know, uh, enabler for us to say this, this, this feels, this feels right. Fundamentally, it feels right. Um, and, you know, I think for, you know, in terms of looking back and thinking about the global founders capital team, the extension team, these, these are the people that ultimately came to us and, and, and really made us feel like they, that they cared about what we were trying to build. Not, not, not just the, the, you know, implied, you know, potential IRR or the money on money or anything like that. What they cared about was, was what we were building. And I think even looking back on the last couple of weeks where we've started sending out our first investor updates to our new investors and whatnot with specific asks, like these, these, these have been kind of the validation moments where I've really said, and Henrik's really said, we're really, really happy about this. Um, but I mean, to answer the question on when, I, I think that when is is when you know uh, we we felt ready because you know at the end of the day we had a product that was out in the market, we had customers that were using us, and we we knew that we were onto something. Right, the pre-seed phase was about investigating: is this a problem really worth solving, and 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 if so, what do we want to do about it? Um, we were able to validate that and, 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 you know, kind of build an MVP that, that created enough value for, uh, you know, a, a slew of great customers that told us we want more of this. Um, that was the time at which we felt comfortable going to, to, you know, uh, you know, speak to investors and get their perspectives on it. And then obviously the rest is, the rest is history. So I think looking forward now, you know, what we're really focused on is, is building, you know, kind of a, a growth model that that's fundamentally sustainable. So, you know, can we continue to show and continue to drive down our customer acquisition costs as we kind of expand that, that lifetime customer value? And as we start developing conviction around that, that's when we'll start having those conversations around that next round, right? So I, I think grounding it in these kind of like fundamental principled questions is a great way to kind of reduce some of the emotion around the raising process and be able to kind of keep you focused on when to do it and, 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 um, and and and, uh, and and I think that that'll suit everybody kind of for best for success. Today I have an interesting stat for you to denote that the founder of Beautiful Lives increased the social media presence by 10x. They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash social pilot to get a 14-day free trial. Interesting. And, you know, my follow-up question is for, uh, you know, investors that you have added, you know, what, where do you think, you know, uh, there's been a lot of debate in Silicon Valley that a lot of investors uh, don't add value, but I wanted to understand, you know, how, uh, how do you think that investors can provide value outside capital? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think they can provide value in a, in a huge way. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, basically just uh, the support, <laughs> like, you know, I guess, well, let's start from the top. I, I think emotional support is a huge one, right? Where we know that we have people, you know, that have backed us, that believe in us, right? I think one of the, the, the you know, kind of big definitional moments with with our relationship, um, you know, with, with my founders in our, in our seat round was, you know, the team coming on and really just saying, you know, look, we we believe in in everything that you're building and, and are, are very aligned with the mission, but fundamentally, we believe that your team can do it. Right, uh, and that includes everybody that that we've you know kind of had along the journey, and 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 for for Henrik and I, that was a that was a very meaningful moment because we kind of said to ourselves, these are people that 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 you know kind of trust us, and and believe in kind of you know who we are and what we're trying to to achieve here. That that in and of itself is 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 extremely supportive, right? Because I know that we can kind of be very honest and and 
think going back to to kind of that that earlier question about you know how do you create supportive environments like that trust and vulnerability was there from day one and, and we really appreciated that um i mean then there's of course the tackling like the 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 the, the you know kind of blocking and tackling right the let's sit down and, and so you know kind of brainstorm challenge you know this challenge or that challenge we think a lot about how best to to sequence our our growth you know strategy for instance and you know if i think if i think back on on global founders capital slash you know flash and what they brought to the to the table as we kind of sat back and said okay well do we want to be more inbound led or outbound led if you know if so then how best should we should we kind of optimize this or sequence that those are those are fantastic moments right like that that's that's really really helpful in terms of like aligning everybody learning from people who have actually already done it before and then the final piece is just connectivity right so so helping us find and and connect with people that have have faced similar challenges because as you know and as i know and uh you know as as i'm sure a lot of the the listeners will 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 agree you know uh, nobody has the perfect silver bullet for any of this right uh, and i think if I look back to myself, you know, during that kind of reflection exercise coming out of college, I kind of always looked up and I said, these guys must know what they're doing. Right. Um, and I think the great realization of getting a bit older is like, I feel ever more conviction around kind of directionally where I want to go and what I want to do. But I equally feel the confidence to say, I don't always know exactly how to get there. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, being able to speak with other people who have traversed the same things. That's, I think, how best you can figure out how to get to that next place. And, and that's kind of the last kind of, you know, uh, piece of the trifecta with, with our investors that they've been really helpful in, in, in introducing us to people that have uh, made a really huge difference. Interesting. And, uh, you, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, providing an update, or, you know, also when you're trying to reach out to investors, what, uh, uh, what should you know found investors and uh, you know how how should investors reference check uh, uh, sorry founders reference check investors? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think in terms of you know in terms of uh, the the materials that that you know kind of help support the the, the raise. Um, you know, I think a lot of that's just in and around you know really figuring out how to tell the story, right? And it, of course, it depends on where you are in the journey, right? I mean, at the pre seed and the seed stage, it's really about this is the story that this is the problem that we're tackling. This is this is why we think it's it's a problem worth solving, and this is the opportunity at play. And most importantly, this is the team that wants to solve it, and this is the reason why that they can do it. Right? Like that's that's what it's all about, and that's the narrative that we drove. And 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 I'm I'm very happy that we did because it would be disingenuous to sit here and say this is going to be our financial projection in five years for what we do with this. You know. With a company that 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 very much is is still evolving, right? Like and, and a mission that's still evolving. Um, so I think that like you know the, those materials, hopefully at that those early stages, kind of convey that story versus you know trying to get too much in the weeds of of you know uh, a back you know uh, a back health you know DCF uh, fifteen years in the future. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of kind of reference checking uh, investors, I mean, I think one of the first things that we did. Um, was really thinking about, you know, let's talk to other founders that have taken, you know, money from from these particular funds. Um, that was the first question we asked everyone after a term sheet. It was just very important to us to make sure that that you know, just as they had done their reference checks on us, that we'll do the same. Um, because ultimately, these are really long term partners, right? Yeah. I mean, we're 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 going to be, you know, working with 
you know, uh, Eric Saren, Sebastian of Byfounders and Lorenzo of GFC for the foreseeable future. And we're very excited about that. But equally, before we wanted to to kind of formalize that and, and crystallize that going forward, we wanted to make sure that we, we really understood uh, the people with whom we were working. So I think those reference checks are huge. And and look, I mean, you of course, you're always going to want to talk to, you know, um, those who have been in successful companies in the portfolio, but I think more important are finding people who haven't necessarily always had the easiest way, uh, because I think it's it's those individuals that have seen the true colors of the firms with yeah. whom that they've worked, um, and and that's a hugely important kind of focus of ours because we know that not you know again kind of with perspective you know that not every day is going to be a good day, not every quarter is going to be you know the the the, the breakout success. So during those moments, you want to make sure that you have people on your side and uh, and and that really care. Super interesting. I, um, Alex, I quickly want to do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Oof, um, man, there's so many of them. Uh, I I think you know uh, you know uh, when I when I keep going back to uh, you know the hardest moments in this uh, in the journey, I think a lot about you know hard things about the hard things. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a classic and 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 for good reason. Um, you know, uh, I think um, that yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's 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 a lot of good ones out there, but I think it's a good uh, good reminder. Yeah, no, I think I think hard things about hard things is the most referenced uh, favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not more. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not more more original, but I think uh, sometimes when you when you kind of read a uh, a text that just kind of resonates with with uh, the ups and downs of, of of this crazy journey, it's it's hard not to uh, not not to love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a truly great book. Uh, we put down. Uh, sorry, uh, if you could go back in time when you started Fuzzy, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? Ah, man, it's a good question. Um, look, I, I I don't think you can ever get in front of too many customers. Um, so uh, even though we were in front of hundreds of customers, in an ideal world, that would be thousands. Uh, we did we did surveys and everything to 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 kind of widen the net. But fundamentally, sitting down with as many people as possible. I think always, always, always helps. Um, and then using those opportunities to to really test, you know, uh, mock-up features, uh, you know, and 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 you know, you know, the fundamentals that that, that created, you know, our, our platform before even kind of building. Uh, I think we've gotten, you know, uh, the, the the kind of fundamentals uh, right uh, with with our kind of first build of Fusey, and, and I'm very proud of that. But I think we would be, you know, they would be even better if we'd had, you know, more and more and more input uh, along the way. So. I think, um, you know, I think that that would be kind of a big part of it. I think the last piece is just, you know, this maybe not, not would just, wouldn't be just Fusey, but I think more generally kind of career wise, I think, you know, really appreciating, appreciating that these, these, uh, these moments are, 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 you know, mile are, are, are marathons, not sprints is, is, uh, is important. Um, you know, I wake up every day and I say, okay, you know, here's my laundry list of everything I want to get done. Let's let's jump in, and and I'm very happy about that uh, because that's that's a kind of proven effective in terms of my ability to help uh, you know uh, you know get this thing off the ground. But at the same time, you know, in those same moments, sometimes it would be good to be able to be a little bit more reflective and say, you know, it's not about this moment, not about this mo- this morning, this afternoon, whatever. It's about kind of the the cohesive body of work that you're kind of building. And I think sometimes maybe that would kind of lower the temperature when uh, when things get a little bit more stressful. So uh, so I think uh, that that might be the uh, the other on a personal level. Uh, you know what I would have uh, focused on too. Yeah, no, I think that's super insight, insightful. And uh, you know, uh, do you have any favorite online tools? Example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom, anything other than Fuzzy? 
<laughs> Anything other than fusy? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm a Slack devotee with a uh, with a with a pretty uh, strong penchant for for Giphy. Uh, so so embedding GIFs uh, in in, uh, in in any message that I can. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think you know, there's a slew of great tools out there. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of Superhuman as well. Um, I think what they've done with that product is great. I think the onboarding that they provided is actually uh, you know helped inspire a lot of how we think about you know, uh, developing, you know, great, you know, kind of activation on day one. Um, so there's a couple of them, but I'd probably put, uh, I'd probably put superhuman first and then, uh, Slack as a, a very close second. Um, Alex, thank you so much for taking our time and speaking to us. I re- really enjoyed my conversation with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And, uh, look forward to, uh, to reconnecting soon. Thanks for listening to the life self mastery podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.